This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing the new spicy Cajun chicken sub, Cajun seasoned grilled chicken breast, zesty cherry peppers, and house-made Cajun mayo. Just $5.55 for a medium. Remember, a portion of every sub you buy helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Limited time only, plus tax. Participating locations. Firehouse Subs would donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase. From New York City, it's the Todd Berry Podcast. The Todd Berry Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. I've been spitting them out sporadically. Spitting them out. I don't know why I said that. Um, But uh, Annie Letterman's on today, and she's really an interesting, funny person with an interesting life. And uh, we'll be talking to her in a couple of seconds. First, uh, I have some tour dates coming up this week, the 22nd through 26th. I'll be in Toronto at Just for Last Festival doing a live podcast taping and various uh, various shows. I guess they're called shows. And then uh, September 28th, I'll be in Calgary, my return to Calgary at the... Uh, YYC Comedy Festival, November 17th at the Texas Theater in Dallas, and I'm also going to be doing a SOS Festival that's near um, near Austin sometime in November. That hasn't been posted yet. And there'll be other stuff added. Oh, I forgot. I'm going to, uh, in October, oh, I should add this to my tour dates. I'm going to the great uh, Comedy Attic in Bloomington, Indiana. I need to add that to my tour dates, don't I? I do. Follow me on Twitter at Todd Barry. Todd Barry uh, podcast t-shirts. Go to toddberry.com slash shirt. And you can get a Todd Barry podcast t-shirt. And you'll get it immediately. Or not immediately, but there. It's not that quota system thing we used to have. And uh, what else? Feral Audio brings you this podcast and a bunch of other podcasts. You can support the podcast artists by going support our artists on feralaudio.com. Clicking on the link and then doing all your Amazon shopping. That's all. You don't really have to make a donation. It's taken care of with uh, if you buy stuff on Amazon through that link. And if there's anything else, what else is there? Oh, I have a book coming out called Thank You for Coming to Hattiesburg. You can pre-order it. It doesn't come out till March, but look for it on Amazon. Just search Todd Barry Books. And I'm pretty sure it'll be the only book I've written. And, uh, and, uh, what else? Uh, I guess that's it. Crowdwork tour on Netflix or Louis's site. I guess that's it. I haven't done one of these intros in a while. I don't like doing them. I don't know. I mean, I hate doing them. But I don't know why I hate doing them because it's pretty, it's not really that difficult, is it? Here <clears throat> is Annie Letterman. <laughs> We were just talking about some really personal stuff, me and Annie Letterman. Yeah. Thanks for coming here, Annie. Thank you for having me and changing the time so many times. You... I did, and then you won by being late. <laughs> by being... This motherfucker was like, can you come over? What was it? Originally it was four, right? Then it was, it was five. Then it was back to four. Then it went to five. Then 5.15. Yeah. Disrespectful. And then at at 4.45, I said, hey, if you're running early, I'm ready. Oh, and go. then he wanted me early again. That was the, that was the part but where you, I was so happy you won, I was late. But you won by being late. I got so, here at 5.35. Meaning I won by you being late. I mean, meaning, there's no winning and losing. Yeah, meaning why? I know. Do you like that I keep cotton swabs? I mean, your house. I, I, I just want to like paint a picture for everyone. It is fucking amazing. I mean. Don't reveal where it is, but. I'm not going to say where it's it not is. Bad, but is I'm going to say that this is a man that is so confident in himself that he did not even. He didn't clean up in the sense that he even like piled stuff together. Like shit is just thrown around. I know. What's my problem? Are you You're, an organized you person? Are. No, I'm a slob. No, I appreciate you being a slob. That's great. It makes me feel comfortable. I mean, I'm not even... a dirty slob. I'm a... You don't feel like a murderer. I'm not a murderer. If you were clean, you would give off murdery vibes. Really? Yeah. Me as an individual or just any clean person? I mean, you as an individual and any clean person as well. <laughs> so you kind of just insulted me. I mean, of course. But that's what that's you what do. That's what we do. That's, that's what, what you, do. you do, too. I follow you on Twitter. Oh, you're right. 
Um, thank you very much for doing that, by the way. You're welcome. It was a big get. Did you follow me back? <laughs> I do follow you yeah, back. Yeah, big get. That is a big get. Do you, um, and you liked one of my pictures yesterday on Instagram? Yeah, you had a cat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. here we go. What? You're one of those guys. Your cat guy. It's my girlfriend's cat, so, uh, and I do love cats. Yeah. And I love this cat. It, did you always love cats? Or is this I had a cat, cat when I was younger, but you, you were telling me earlier before we... I turned on the $40 microphones that, um, $39 for three of them. I love the colors. They're pink, pink and yeah, green. No, that, you said, you said something. You really actually believe that a guy is less manly I just, if he likes cats? I think that I just feel like I don't know what's happening. There's no men left. There's no Everyone's men got left. a cat. Everyone's like eats cashews. Like I just, it's like, <laughs> what is going on? Where are the fucking men? I want a man that's like in the union. I don't mean sag. Like I want a man that like, is like paints for a living. Let's be real. You want a guy who's in sag. Who's what? In SAG, you know. I mean, I don't know about that. <laughs> I think, uh, I don't even know what I meant by that. That's the But I, it was good. No, it was, I so you want a union, you want like an AFL-CIO I want like teamster. a divorce, like a thrice divorce. Like a, I want a guy like who doesn't know his children. Who doesn't know his children? he knows they have them. He just doesn't, has no strange relationship. So you want to go out with your own father is what you're saying. No, my father and I are very close. I've met your father. You did meet my dad. He's kind of a... He's kind of a He's an oddball, isn't he? Or he's, he's just not a typical, like, oh, I'm meeting my friend's father. He's very fun. He's very like cool. He, yeah, he's, like, almost too cool. He's very cool. There were no boundaries going on. That's so. what I meant. When I, that was a nice there was way of no, saying Yeah, there was no boundaries. That was my way of saying what's with the no boundaries. He never hit me, and he never fucked me, so. Really? Yeah, I love him. He's great. He's very funny. He's, like, got some real good burns. What does he do for a living? He was the treasurer of the University of Pennsylvania. Really? Yeah, isn't that cool? Is that the Joe Paterno one? Oh, no, that's Penn State. No, not Penn State, but my brother went there. Yeah? He didn't get molested or anything. He didn't? That's good. Um, so he was a treasurer. Yeah, which whatever that means, but... Um, you never asked him? No, it was like hard, too hard to understand, but he tells me little stories here and there. It's cool. Little treasuring stories? Yeah, little treasuring stories, different properties he was in charge of, but he um, retired in, two, in 1998. Does he, you're from Philly, right? I'm from the suburbs of Philly, yeah. Um, what's that suburb? Glenside? Yeah. Did you research me? No. I, are you from Glenside? Yeah. Oh, my God. No, I just am thinking of the I'm only... I'm from Winco right next to it, but my parents live in Glenside now. Because oh, I've done that theater there. Oh, the Keswick? Yeah. How was it? I think I did it twice. It was fine. Cool. Let me open for you next time. Well, I was opening for someone, so... Who were you opening for? One time it was with Amy Mann. Okay, amazing. I love and, you, uh, man. Yeah, and uh, I think one time it was it was Louie, I think. Who? Louis. Anderson? Louie Anderson. <laughs> Louie Anderson won an Emmy the other He did. Um, he's, he's bringing his Louie name back. I know. Um, yeah, so I've been to Glenside twice. Well, I, um, yeah, I grew up in that sort of area, and uh, there was a Chinese restaurant next to the Keswick Theater we used to eat at. Yeah. But um, Amy Mann is really cool. I, um, I never met her or anything, but she, my mom worked for 88.5 WXPN, which was the radio station for Penn. It was like... Uh-huh. Your mom did. Yeah, that was her job. So my dad signed her checks. Isn't that cool? Holy shit. That's a massive conflict of interest, isn't it? I know. I wonder if they were into bondage over it, but I don't think so. But, um, yeah, I so I grew up listening to, like, that sort of music. That's funny. The idea of your mom being, like, an indie rock person is kind of interesting. But she just wrote the newsletter. She doesn't listen to music. Okay. She's a sociopath like me. So is that where you started doing comedy in Philly? I know these are no, boring I started. Questions. No, no, it's okay. Um, I'll answer whatever. I started doing comedy in New York. Where was the first place? Cake shop. I uh, It was my last night drinking. I got... Um, I moved to... I was living in Santa Fe, New Mexico. I graduated from high school um, when I was 16. Took a year off. Went to... Then went to college in New Mexico, stayed in New Mexico on and off for seven years, and then um, in Santa Fe. Remember, you hit me up about Santa Fe. Did I? Okay, because yeah, I was about to tell you, I went on my first ever uh, solo vacation to Santa Fe. Did you? Last year. Really? Did yeah. you like it? I did. I mean, it got a little uh, little turquoisey. Oh, it's very turquoisey. Um, it's very like like old like Jews from New York selling turquoise, and you're like, why is it not the like Indian people send, selling? But it was pretty cool. I mean, I'm, I I went to a coffee shop, and the guy actually literally left the coffee shop and told us to watch it while he was away. I mean, it's an amazing <laughs> just, place. That's I think awesome. he probably knew the other people. To be fair, but it was just like, hey, I'll be back in ten minutes. Do you remember real, the coffee place? It's a real small one with a few tables outside, and uh, where was it on the plaza? Probably, yeah. Hmm. Where did you eat? Fuck, I ate. I don't did you go to the cowgirl? I was a bartender there. I don't think I did. The cowgirl's like this outdoor patio. It's like um, Tex-Mex type food, yeah. I guess. I mean, they're 
their thing would change, but it was like it's like the most popular bar. I was a bartender there. But did you? Uh, but I just yeah, I had I had a good time, but I was kind of ready to be. Seven like, years is a lot. It was too much. I was a blackout drunk. I was just getting wasted. I had a motor scooter. Like the last year I was there, I had a motor scooter, a Yamaha Zuma, and I would ride it uh-huh. around town. And just, I mean, I was so wasted, so free, if you know what I mean. <clears throat> um, like very free. <laughs> but uh, so I would like ride my scooter around town and I would like yell compliments out at people and then I would like beep and I would ride off. That was like my thing. So I'd be like, beep, beep, hottie. Or I guess I would beep first. I, someone would look and I would like be like, I like your dress or whatever. While you were drunk? Yeah, I mean, I was usually drunk all the time. I was like a day, night drinker. Really? Like all day, yeah. All my life drinker. But I ended up crashing the scooter. Um, I woke up like kind of remembering. All I remembered was that I was like going to go hook up with my friend. It was his birthday. And um, so I, it was his 30th birthday. I was like 24. And I was like going to go hook up with him at our friend's house. And I was like hammered. I was like super wasted. And I went to get on my scooter and everyone was like, you can't. It was outside the cowgirls. So everyone was like on this patio and they're like, you can't drive. And I was like, I went like, fuck you guys, beep, beep. And like went off. And then I crashed like moments later. Um, and I don't remember. All I remember is that someone had like taken me home and I knew I'd crashed my scooter. But I woke up in the morning and I remembered that I had called everyone in my immediate family and told them I needed to go to rehab because I split my face. I mean, I was my chin was cut open. I had a cut all over my nose, side of my head. Um, the front of my arms and hands, my, like I had road rash all over my chest, like almost down to my nipples and then like down my knees and the dress I was wearing had, it looked like I had like had my throat slit from behind. Like it was just uh-huh. so bloody for my chin, my Jesus. chin. So I came home and I just woke up in all this blood with all these towels and stuff. And my roommate was not home. He was at his girlfriend's house. So I called him and I was like, I need you to come home. All I could remember was the crash. I knew I'd crashed. I didn't know where it was. I knew someone had driven me home, and I knew that I had called my immediate family and been like, I need to go to rehab. And did you start rehab? No, I called them the next day, and I was like, before I went to the hospital, and I was like, just kidding. Like, I was in a blackout, disregard that rehab thing. And my mom said, she went, you don't need rehab for alcohol. You need rehab for life, which was like, I guess, a landmark for him. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Wow. I don't know, but it was like, my parents are really into landmark. Um, Does, are people still into landmark? My parents have been doing it since I was 18. That's sort of... I did it. I went through it, and then I had a falling out with them. Is it sort of? Uh, it's culty and it's and brainwashy. I was afraid to say that word. No, out let's loud. go for it. Let's talk shit on it. It's crazy. It's ridiculous. It still exists, though. Huh? My parents I remember have been doing was... it for fucking so long. What do they? So what do they, What do you do in your landmark? Do you go to meetings? Do you, is there a church? No, it's not a church. It's like you go to the. You pay a shitload of money. I don't know how much it costs. Like eight hundred, something like that dollars, and it's like. A weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and they have it's almost like Tony Robbins ish, but it's they have different landmark foreign leaders. So it's like a white room with I'm saying like too much. I just want everyone That's to right. acknowledge I'll that I acknowledge all, I'll bleep it. all of them out. Yeah, bleep every like and every time I say cunt. But um G rate it. Can you imagine? I know. You would never have had me on this. You know me better than that. But so anyway, so you it's like a white room. There's chairs just like plain chairs also like give you like a pen and a paper and you sit there and you just listen to them lecture you about how like how to live an extraordinary life i mean it's just brainwashing techniques so there's enough of those people where like in suburban philly there's a meeting they have them all over the world i didn't know that was still like a big thing so then on your you have a graduation on the tuesday night i think and then you bring people and it's it's really tricky because they they get you to like make amends with people uh-huh. and then while you're making amends with them you invite them to come to the intro right so then they're getting more and more people it's a nightmare wow it's horrible i did it for like a year when how old were you when you 19 did... okay and it was and i it felt so good to get the fuck out of it did they come after you when you left or no what happened was i had had a roommate who i was told to not talk about this so i'm gladly speaking about it now uh because they can suck my dick but um i uh had a roommate, and there was a landmark forum uh, introduction leader uh-huh. who had. This is when I was in Santa Fe. He came to our house to give a introduction meeting where you would like invite people to come over. It's so weird. You'd have snacks with them or whatever, and he gave like a little intro. And then um, I don't think he was like a leader leader. He just was like a part of it. But he gave a speech to everyone, a lecture, and then my roommate ended up doing the thing. And then I don't know how long ago it was, like maybe a month or something later. I woke up and apparently what she had told me was that he called her. He had her number from the thing. Uh-huh. He called her wasted outside and was like, I'm too drunk to drive. Can I stay on your couch? And when she came in, he like 
try he was like aggressive with her and the like landmark threw yeah, he well, that's how we knew him. He wasn't like a landmark. He didn't wasn't employed by them, but right. he had come into my house leading this introduction. So that was my connection to them, uh-huh. how I knew him. And so, apparently, from from what she said, is he like forced tried to force himself on her, and she like got him out of the room and locked the door. And did, when I did come out, he was passed out on the couch. So I do know that he was there. And so I called landmark to talk about it, and they told me to be quiet. And I didn't talk to my parents for months because they. I was like, well, you need to not go to this place at right. one time. You not to talk about it. Like, watch, I'll get sued for this. Um, watch, I get sued for this bullshit. But I mean, it was just like I don't, I don't fuck around with shit like that. You don't like no. come into my. I don't invite you into my house and you come back and you fucking attack my roommate. Like, no, like, and I'm not quiet about shit. I will fucking blow a whistle like a motherfucker. So, which I didn't, but. <laughs> now I'm here on Todd Berry's yeah, podcast to do it. You'll see me. You'll I will I will get revenge when I go on a not listen to that much podcast. I bet people listen to the podcast. You're a popular guy. I am somewhat popular. You like whenever I would have you on sh- my show, it would like sell out. Really? What show? Did, what show did I do? Remember that show in Greenpoint? That's where you met my dad, I think. Oh, remember I had I that show it was in a that festival bar? show or something. I thought Maybe. I met. I, I feel like it was like a Brooklyn comedy festival that I met your dad. I don't know. I remember a show, and I remember it being Brooklyn. I remember your dad sitting like in the front row. Yeah, no, that was my show. Because it was a good show. That's why you thought it was a festival, because I packed that shit out. Uh, okay, if you want to. It was great, everybody. It was great, man. It was one of the most the, best shows I've ever. The acoustics Ooh. were horrible. You were pissed because you couldn't get your wine because it was so busy. Oh, it was really crowded. You were so mad at me, and I was getting so annoyed. I was like, motherfucker, I'm your, like, oh, that cat's cute. Isn't that? Looks like a dog. <laughs> um... But you were like, you were like, I need a drink, and I was like, Do you know how much shit I'm doing right now? Really? Did yeah, I you get... treated me like a waitress. No, there's no way. I you 100 percent did. There's no way. I but did. I'm pretty sure I gave it back to you, so don't worry about it. If I did, it was playful. <laughs> I mean, I don't think you'd be here if I actually treated you. That. I'm, I'm cool. I'm forgiving. <laughs> I'm forgiving of you lying about this. <laughs> no, you're probably right. I think I remember it being it an was unorganized. Crowded. Everyone show was and like, it was like, it was so. There were so many people yeah. there. It was a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah, it was just me, like, and I, I could not handle that many people. Well, I, I paid you back by pouring some uh, sparkling water for you. Thank you so just much. Like Into a, a mug, just like a waiter. Would. Oh, that's right. Can I get lemon? <laughs> the uh, well, I'm sorry if you. I did something that you've misremembered. Um, I and... consider you my friend. I don't okay. care. All right. Well, I just don't ever want to be uh... my friend. No, that that <laughs> that's a given. But you know, a jerk. But I think I remember that show being unorganized, no, it was but crazy. it wasn't your fault. No, it was just there was too many people. It was definitely my fault. Okay, good. Started late. Yeah. Well, then why don't you go get me a beer now? <laughs> All right. Now. Uh... Okay, so I I crash my scooter. I go get stitches. I get nine stitches. Um, my face is all fucked up. I keep drinking. I'm out like wasted the next night. I'm petting a puppy. I have like stitches all over my face. I can't open my jaw completely because I've completely done damage. I'm petting this puppy and this guy's like, how are you? And I was like, I've never met you before. And he's like, you don't remember me? I was like, no. He's like, you don't remember me from last night when you crashed your scooter and I like pulled you off the side of the road and helped you. And I just had no, I completely blacked out. Um, and so I stayed in Santa Fe like that drinking. I had also like, someone told me that I had, I forgot that I had, I had fallen off my scooter that like the same week before I'd done it. Like I just couldn't stop drinking and driving. But the good thing about that is that it made me move to New York to do comedy rather than to L.A. Because I would be garbage if I had moved to L.A. Right. I don't even know if I would have done it. But so anyway, so I came to New York and then it took me a couple months. And um, I was kind of like starting to consider quitting drinking because I was like, I obviously like can't do it right. And I am going to fall into the subway. Yeah. Like no one was drinking as much as I think about that all the time when I because those subway platforms are like they're not really. There's no safety. You could just look at your be texting and fall into. It's crazy. I'm sure someone has. I'm sure Pokemon Go has taken some people out. But it's. um, Yeah. So I ended up. um, I went to my first open mic at Cake Shop. Caper Lamp was running it. Oh. Um, I love her to death. Yeah, but she's great. She's wonderful. So I, like, you know, bombed, whatever. I don't remember. I blacked out. I think I dropped my set list. Um, and I was sitting at the bar, and this open micer came up to me, who I didn't particularly have any respect for or anything, and was... Um, I read it as patronizing. Now it's like hilarious if you meet someone at their first open mic. That's like a nothing thing. That's such a nothing thing. And he, but he was like, don't worry, we all have rough sets. And I was just like, wanted it to be my job always. So I was like, yeah, that's not actually like how this is going to work out for me, which 
humblingly obviously it was but it was just like i just didn't i never was like not trying to be great at comedy even the first time yeah even the first time like it was never going to be a hobby it was never something i was trying oh, so you you had a you went full I moved on here to do it, yeah. okay and then so you moved here without have ever even done it i had never once at that that restaurant my friend tate do you, have you ever met tate uh, fletcher he's a like an mma like type of dude he's he like does joe rogan podcast I'm sure. um i don't know if i met him but if but he, if i forgot you tate i'm sorry don't like, <laughs> don't mma me He's, I'm sure he's too busy giving motivational speeches to be listening to this, but he, uh, he threw, like he at karaoke once there, had me do stand up and it was fun. It was cool. So that was sort of your first time. Yeah. But where was that? In New York or in the... That was in Santa Fe. Okay. But then, so I did this, I got wasted. I knew that I wasn't Wasted before to... you went on? I got wasted before I went on and then I got hammered afterwards. And I knew, and that kid, that open micer kept buying me drinks. And I was like, please stop buying me drinks. Like, I don't want to hang out with you. I'm an alcoholic. If you keep buying me drinks, I'm going to keep drinking them. Like, I was like, please stop. But he was just like taking that as an invitation. So he's buying me drinks. And um, I was being really mean to him. I was like, so not like interested in hanging out with him. Um, and then I got super wasted. I woke up on his air mattress in Bushwick. It was snowing out. I was fully clothed. I hadn't hooked up with him, but it was just like so gross. That yeah. I did that, and I knew that like I couldn't hook up with comics if I wanted to like really do this and be respected. So, but he lived with comics, so they saw me leaving, and I just felt like I was just like I'm never drinking again because I want to do comedy so bad. And so I quit. I never drank again. Wow. And then the next week, I went to that open mic, and the host was on the stage. It wasn't Kate. It was this other guy who was um, guest hosting, and he goes. I come in late and he goes, well, when that girl comes in, we'll have to retell that story. And I, I knew he was, I go, are you guys fucking talking about me? Which means that fucking asshole went on stage. He made it seem like I hooked up with him, which I did not. On stage? Yeah. He talked about how I quit drinking, how he, he, cause he thought he was never gonna see me again. So I went on stage and I was like, um, I was like, I've woken up bleeding, not knowing where I've like dropped my scooter. I've woken up like in bikinis in winter on park benches. Like I've woken up like in so many crazy places and I never considered quitting drinking until I woke up on his fucking air mattress fully clothed drop the mic situation yeah and then I just fought from then on it was like it was almost good that that happened because it gave me this like I knew people had already had an idea about me that is I this guy to... around still? he's still doing open mics okay we're not going to mention his name but no of course not I don't never... like the guy whoever he he's is. you know he ended up quitting drinking and apologizing to me so we're cool oh really? but I'm not going to pretend like that's not a story that happened in my life right and, and going on Everything about that's wrong, yeah. especially the, oh, look good. I got another five minutes out of mm-hmm. buying drinks for someone who's telling me don't yeah, buy me drinks. Yeah, it was just lame. It was just not a good thing. But it was. I'm kind of happy it happened because it was. It made me fight. So you just did you did you go to meetings or did you just? Mm -hmm. you did? I went to meetings for. I did my ninety and ninety where I did one day, one meeting a day for ninety days. Sometimes I would double up. I had a sponsor and everything. But then when I got my three month chip, I was like, I'm out. You flying solo. I just didn't want, it just felt like I was doing it for someone else and I just wanted to make sure. So you don't go to meetings anymore? I like will pop in here and there. If someone wants to get sober, I'll go with them. Um, but I don't, I don't like them. I don't believe in God and they, they have ways around that to talk your way out of it. But I just. What is their way around that? Um, you can pick a higher power. Like it doesn't have to be God. It just has to be something outside of yourself. So mine was Shaquille O'Neal from Kazam. <laughs> and everyone was mad at me and like you're gonna relapse and I was like I'm not gonna relapse I just had a problem with the first step too where it's like the first step is about um, giving up your will and I don't want to give up my will I feel like I fucking busted my ass to quit drinking it was the hardest thing I ever did it was my favorite thing I've ever done was drinking and so what does that even mean like, give up your will just like giving your will up to God or I can't remember the exact yeah. I never did the steps I, I was out and um, but I went to the meetings for a little bit. It was really helpful. I would probably be dead if I didn't. And um, I'm grateful for that. And I think that other people should go to meetings if they want to quit. I always recommend people go. Um, but for me, I just needed to know that I was doing it for myself and not to please. All. It was became culty again. Like it was felt right. like landmark. Even. Like a, a different, almost a different addiction, maybe. Is that yeah, it felt like. But and I was so lucky that I quit on the same day I started comedy because then I just threw that into open mics. I was at open mics like all night long. I was doing five open mics a night and when was this i was in 2009 early 2009 i quit on january 28th 2009 so, so that's not a, that long ago that's great though i have some notes on you that's what oh, i'm great. going to my phone so i just like i yeah i just i transferred the addiction to comedy and that's why i think i i mean it's you know you never want to say knock on wood i i assume i'll never drink again but 
Um, and I hope I don't because I don't. It's not a thing I miss. But I mean, I do miss. I miss the excuse. But, um, but I, you know, I think that I feel like I don't have my career. I don't have comedy if I drink. So you moved back to New York. When did you move back? Because you were living in. You moved to. LA. Yeah, I moved to L. A. in two thousand thirteen, and then I just I broke up with my boyfriend. I was like, move out of the apartment. I'm gonna go to New York for a couple months, and I just wanted some space. So he could move out and not worry about that. And then I came back and it's like two to five sets a night. My set is completely new. I feel like like the city's electric. I've yeah. never felt better in my life. I mean, Were you getting on in L.A. much? I was like at the comedy store. Um, I got past there right away, thank God. And I was doing like like two to three spots a, a week. But uh-huh. it, And then I wasn't really in the hustle. I wasn't really in the alt scene. I wasn't. I just wasn't motivated. I didn't feel good out there. I feel I was just mildly depressed, which I think everyone is out there and they don't talk about it because it's so sunny. <laughs> Everyone's trying to be something else. I felt old. I felt fat. How felt long ugly. were you there? Uh, three and a half years. Were you? And I feel I've literally never felt better. I'm 33. I feel fucking incredible. I'm like so excited to be in New York. I just it's like amazing. But I went to I- what happened was I went to Ireland to the co- the Vodafone Comedy Festival. Oh, I've done, Have you that. done that. It was amazing. Did you have a good time? I did. I mean, it was challenging. There were some good sets, and then there were some because what they do there, and for the people who don't know uh, about it, is they they kind of co-headline you with like a local hero. Is that the way they did it? Yep. So you'll be there, like they'll be in, you'll be in a tent in this mm-hmm. park, and there's this guy who's this massive star. Yeah. Who's, who you don't know? Who gets the same amount of time as, and you get the same amount of yeah. time. So it's like a half hour view, then the half hour yeah. of the guy they want to see. Yeah. My sets were twenty minutes. Oh, really? But maybe mine were too. But no, I yours are probably longer. Um, but but it was, it, yeah, I mean, some shows were like, "Oh, that was great." And other others really, were like, they were confused. And I was so nervous at first that they, the jokes weren't going to translate. But that's such like American narcissism, because they all watch American television. We're just pieces of shit that don't watch Irish. I television. wouldn't say it's narcissism because there is. Um, I mean, there might be some of that, but there are things that they just say differently over there. Like you can't have abortions. Yeah, like that. Like that. Uh, but they probably know we can have abortions. <laughs> They're probably so jealous. Oh, fuck. Why can't we have this? What a gift. I wish I could do an Irish accent right now. We have your little or- or your little green leprechaun uh, mic cover. Oh, I do. The- yeah, no, it was really, it was very fun. Was that though. your first overseas? Uh- it was my first. O- well, no, I'd gone to London, but I w- but London was a TV thing. It wasn't stand-up. What was the London thing? It was, I, I made it so funny. This is like, now it's irrelevant because they just made a movie. But um, my friend and I, since 2010, have been making these little hot dog videos where we, it's called Sausage Party. Oh. That's ma- that where we um, would remake famous movie scenes and movie trailers but with hot dogs and we uh-huh. make like dress the hot dog I mean, it was like so fun so stupid and then Seth Rogen just came out with the exact Caperland came up to me on the subway and was like congratulations she thought that was my movie oh really it's just parallel thinking but it was just like so it's just like hilarious so we did that for years but we did a Jurassic World one last year that went pretty viral and um, there's just like this YouTube TV show where they pull YouTube videos and they flew us out to go be on that. Wow. Yeah, it was amazing. I'm wondering if you should be talking right into that. Am I not I talking? I think you are. Right? I don't know if these mics are, I don't know if they're on. I know, I was doing like a side, I was doing yeah. a side thing, sorry. So hopefully that, the first half of this show is. I mean, we're just getting started, I'll be here for hours. You will be. Um, so, do you do, you don't, do you do the road much? I, yeah, I do. I do a good amount. Because I went like on your site and I didn't find any. Well, data. I didn't fucking post, I don't, I don't You don't post your I'm dates the worst. on your <laughs> I, it's like I gotta figure it out. I'm terrible. I like promoted a bunch when it's happening. I just started. I mean, I'm I'm going on the road a lot more recently. I just went, I just did Stanford and Sons. Oh, I saw there. that you were there. How was that? I've never done that place. It was um, it was fun. Yeah, they're characters. Yeah, that's like a that place been around forever. Did they still smoke in there? No, no one was smoking in there. But it was really. I had the crowds were amazing. I had such a good time. I it was like my first headlining weekend where I was like. I feel like this new, more confident person. So it was a great, I had a really good time. Do you, um, do you bring your own opener? I don't, I would love to, but their, their openers are fine. I don't know. I like meeting the people. They can tell me about their city and shit. Yeah. You're horrified by that. I like that. No, I don't mind meeting Do you bring your open? Whenever I can. Who do you bring? Um, who have I used? I've used young Gary Veter a few times. Oh, I love him. He's um, great. Dan Shackey, Doogie Amazing. Horner. I don't know if you know him. Doogie, Doogie. I love, yeah. yeah. I've used those guys, and 
Noah Gardens. Yeah, he's I cool. I didn't say his name, but uh, he was good. Garden uh, Schwartz. Yeah, and and other people. But yeah, I think it's it's fun to bring openers. It's nice. Well, it's also you don't that it eliminates that worry of right. like who's going to go on before me? What are they going to talk about? Are they terrible? Right. Yeah, that's true. Well, I just don't give a fuck. I try to just like truly connect. Like I try to like, but I'm not as like, obviously you've been doing this so much longer than me, but it's like, they were apologizing for things like little things here and there. And I'm like, it's fine. Like my time up there is my time and I'm going to like do. What were they apologizing for? Just like, it got weird and like racial. The, one of the things like there was like, I don't know what the opener said, but he said something and some black guy yelled out that he was a slave owner. And I'm like, what did you say? Who brings up racial stuff when they're hosting a show? Yeah. But he was just new. He didn't, he learned a lesson. He was cool. He was a nice kid, but it was just like, I don't know. I didn't see what happened. That's the thing is that some of these places use a a host who's like, and I never thought that was a good idea because it's like. That's the first thing they see. It's such like, an important job. These people sit job, down yeah. and they're like, "All right, we just paid money. We're here, and the show starts." And, they don't want that nervous bad. energy where people like don't, aren't confident on stage yet. Yeah, it's just they're doing it to because they either don't pay the guy or pay him twenty five dollars. Yeah, you're right. In my head, I like to be like they want to nurture talent, but no, they just want to not pay people. I just feel like there's better ways to nurture talent than or get. There are good, yeah, new hosts. But, yeah. Um, where else have you been that you liked? Um. I mean, I've been to like, where was I? I was in, I went to this place that I didn't know was a barbecue restaurant. Um, I was like to my agent, like, how dare you not warn me that it was a barbecue restaurant? But it was actually really fun. It was in Austin Town. What was it called? I can't Austin remember what it was Town? called. Yeah, Austin Town, Ohio. Um, I've been doing a bunch of festivals. I'm trying to think of like where I like, what places I've done that I liked. I'm doing Philly coming up, which is my hometown, so I'm excited about that. I'm doing, I'm in Arizona. At the end of October, I'm in. I don't know. I'm going to like. Tell me where you're going. Where are these dates listed? I mean, they're on my calendar. (laughs) I have to like figure out how to sync them into my. If you hack into Annie's phone, you can find out. If you steal my phone, I'll give you the passcode right now. It's six six six. The D nine. What do you What did you do in Kansas City like during the day? Did you have Um, to do a lot of press? Well, I was very. I did do a lot of press. Um, I had a lot of fun. I like doing the news i like being on the news yeah that's fun when you when it's just chime in kind of thing. oh i love fucking with the newscasters because i think newscasters are really cool yeah but they can't do anything they can't say anything they can't be fun they have to be biz to business right yeah so it's fun to fuck with them so what did you do during the day did you explore during the day i didn't do shit this was um, in the suburbs is it it's a little bit in the suburbs i went to like the gym they had a nice gym i went to Oh, I went up and met with Harlan um, Williams and Court oh, McCowan. Oh, he's so awesome. Most Canadians are a done deal. My girlfriend's Canadian. I mean, I love her already. Her cat's cool. Yeah. Um, was Harlan at a different club? Yeah, he was at the Improv. So I, I took like an Uber. It was the most expensive Cracker Barrel I've ever had. But it was really fun. Do you know Court McGowan? I know that name. He's He works at the Comedy Store. He was like, he was the co-star of can't buy me love in the 80s or the 90s late 80s yeah he's super he's smoking hot he's like 52 he's like i'm really proud of him he can just slay forever oh he's a cop silver fox yeah handsome dude the um i took an uber from uh albuquerque to santa fe by the way how much was it hundred it was 99 (laughs) dollars because the train started backtracking to santa fe territory but i remember the because i I've landed in Albuquerque. I took that weird yeah. blue flight that lands at 11 o'clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I kind of said, well, I might as well check out Albuquerque, yeah. which Albuquerque is dangerous. the right? worst place. But I found like a place to get some shit, some pizza, and it was fine. And I stayed in a nice little boutique hotel. Did you have green chili? I had green chili a lot in uh Do you Santa remember Pan. where you ate? I wish I remember. I, um, Mark Maron sent me a list of places. And, oh, he did? Yeah. Oh, because he's from Albuquerque. Yeah. Oh, I should go to Santa Fe with, or New Mexico with Maron. Um, that would be fun. But, yeah, no, I... Um, what were we talking about? The food? Oh, I was... They didn't have that train when I lived there. So the we, train, you had to drive. The train had weird hours because it was like nine it was like nine to noon or like from four to six. Like So it's like I'm they not going to wake up at eight o'clock like, in the morning to... I was thought it that was, was like so even earlier than that. 
What's that? I always thought that was so people could drink, but I guess not. I just thought it was like a commuter only train, and I was like, oh, well, this is not really. So I said, fuck it, I'm on vacation. I'm right. taking an Uber. And it was the longest Uber that she'd ever <laughs> The woman, she's like, this is the longest drive I've ever taken. But it was like $99. Like, that's a cab ride from Newark Airport to yeah, my apartment. Yeah, it's okay. So, and I'm on vacation. So I, yeah, no, I spend money. door to door. I spend money. Yeah. yeah. I like, I, I don't want to. What do you spend your money on? On cars and stuff. Oh, on Ubers, yeah. Where I, do you... I'm staying on Kurt Metzger's couch in. Um, in Washington Heights. Oh, that's where you're staying now? It's the most fun. I'm having, I'm truly living the most fun life I could possibly Seriously? live. Uh, yeah. I'll go like, I'll go out, do comedy, which I'm, I'm just like, going to Ireland just changed my view and I'm so, all my entitlement's gone. Any sort of like wanting to be somewhere, I don't, I'm just like so happy to be doing stand-up and I just feel like every like moment I have on stage is a gift. I'm just like being totally serious. I just feel so grateful that this is my life it's so awesome and uh i'm just happy that i get to like make people feel good and have a good time and damn yeah i feel that good. is not something i'd expect you to i feel really good i mean i would expect you to add like a dark uh coding to that i mean well but you... married women are sending me naked pictures which is also awesome is that true i guess i'm giving off a lazy vibe <laughs> but i'm just so open i'm like so i just yeah, I just had a real like awakening in Ireland. What was it about Ireland? Well, I rented a car. So um, I rented a car. Everyone was like, don't drive out there. You're going to crash. And um, I went to like Matthew Broderick people or whatever. And I rented the car anyway. And I was like, I'll be fine. I was super confident. I was like, I'll drive slow. I'll pay attention. And then within 30 minutes, I smacked the left side mirror off. And it's just like hanging by its socket. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just shattered and it doesn't like... It's no longer like a mirror. It no longer does the performs the functions of a mirror. It's just yeah. the shattered thing. So I shoved it back in. I couldn't find my Airbnb, and I was started to freak out. And then I was just like, "Well, the worst already happened." Wait, they didn't put you up? No, they did. But I went. Oh, I went two days early. Okay. So I could. I wanted to drive around and explore Ireland. Okay. By yourself. So yes, I wanted to go alone. I wanted to do it. So I got the. I got the rental car. Fucked the rental car up and. I kind of had this feeling where I was like, well, it couldn't, like, I already did the thing that I was worried about doing, so now there's kind of nothing to lose. So I go to my home, or my, not my homestay, my uh, Airbnb, and the guy who's renting it is a cop, and he's like, I'll fix this. Just, I'll get to Google and I'll send you a message. So he sent me a place to go get a new mirror, and then he came over the next day and fixed the mirror for me. And it was just like a little off though. It was like, didn't quite fit. Also, you kind of just returned the car without telling Yeah, me. and it's, of course, fuck them. I'm going to rat you out, man. I don't give a shit. But anyway, so they, um, so then I drove around by myself on the other side of the road and it was scary and it was exhilarating. And I was like, really, I was driving to Glendalock, which I don't know if you've ever been there, but it's a beautiful lake and woods. And then they have this church that was, I think it's from the 1100s. I could be completely wrong, but it was just so old that I just couldn't believe any of the things I worry about ever are so insignificant. My life is so small. I'm so tiny in this like giant universe. Yeah. All the, I felt like I did ayahuasca without doing it pretty much. Just like seeing the gravestones and like these people lived like as full of lives as I'm living and they will after me. Everyone's going to be forgotten. Nothing's a big deal. And I just, and going to the festival and seeing all my New York friends, seeing Soder, I really bonded with Lisa Traeger. Um, who else was there? Burr was there. Not that he's, DeRosa was there. But it was just, the comics were so good and I was so inspired and I mean, Lisa's a beast. Yeah. Have you seen? I mean, she's a fucking beast. Yeah, she's pretty she good. is she's so good. Not pretty good. She's good. She's really good. And it was just so impressive. I was like, what am I doing in LA? Only getting up three times a week. Like, not. I wasn't grateful for my time on stage. I didn't want to do it. I would cancel shows. I just was depressed. I just didn't like it out there. So where are you going on here? Like, I go to. I go on at the stand a lot and uh, stand up New York, uh, New York Comedy Club. I just. Hooked up, got hooked up with Gotham, all of them. I've never um, auditioned at the cellar or anything. No, but I hang out there. Have you done a special? Uh, I have not done a special, but I'm working on it. Are you gonna go half or full for for an hour? I would like to go full. I didn't. I would love to just I, this the stuff that I've been working on since I came back to New York. I'm really excited about, and it feels like it's a perp. Like I don't know. It just feels like it. Just I feel like I came to like a new level. So I have, you know, a bunch of material. I have don't want to do ever again so i'm just trying to build a new hour right now i know it's so hard man and i don't even want to do a special with that stuff because i feel like my comedy is not the same as that anymore that's the problem right because that's yeah. why i'm jealous of like these louis types who are like 
do the special while they're still excited about the material. Yeah. But that's scary because you're like, is it? Because then it you're ready? throwing it all out. Like and you're that, throwing like, it out and then yeah. you have to go with nothing. It's such a weird, I always try to explain this to people because by the time it takes so long to get a joke perfect. Right. And then once you get it perfect, you're so fucking sick of saying it. Right. And exactly. then if you burn it, it's like you start from, from scratch. That's terrifying. But I think also. You, yeah. I think also you just got to not worry about that. Yeah, and just Even go. Even I worry about that. And just go, you know what? What am I going to do? Not do a special? Yeah. Or not do a, a show? Or, yeah. I don't know. I don't think people care about that as much as... I don't think everyone's going, where's that brand new hour? Yeah. But. Well, it does feel terrible to do the same jokes. And I felt like I was I was very stuck in a set in L.A. And I just... I mean, I barely do any of it now. Did you feel pressure like, oh, who's in the room kind of thing? Oh, I don't give a fuck. No. No. What's this? That, now, I don't know much about Girl Code. I've watched it. I think I've watched clips. I have you watched, did? I watched clips that's this morning, actually. the funniest thing I went I've to ever a coffee heard. shop and did a little minimal research. Oh, that's so sweet. And I, uh, Is that why you took so long? You got so into... I just, once I went down a rabbit hole of Girl Code clips. <laughs> Girl Code is a, it's a talking head show. It's, it's... Are you still on it? I don't know if it's coming back. I'm not sure oh, okay. the status, but... Um, it's just not... It was really, it was nice to... I got it right when I was like, I don't know if I was 29 or 30, but I just, you know, I have nieces. It just felt really good to have like a platform to talk to girls. So that was really exciting. Did you, uh, do they just give you topics and let you write them and then leave you alone? They give you topics uh, ahead of time. And then a lot of people don't read them or do anything, but I would write jokes and then I would riff too in the room. Oh, some people just riff. Some people just come in and not even know what it was about. Those are some cocky people but they worked they worked do you did you get anything for your act out of that um you know there is some stuff i never i never um i haven't done it but i was thinking about, i was like i should go back and the thing about uh men crying that was funny what was it you said you'll take their tears and use them to moisten your dry now dry pussy yeah but oh because they cry so yeah, much they cry cause i not... just yeah i really am i've been really it's been a couple of years where i can't handle these fucking everyone's such a pussy it's a theme in my life. So uh, would that, if a guy cried in front of you, I imagine someone has in, in Yeah, man, I mean, my dad cried. It's not like, it's fine if someone cries. I'm, listen, I'm my, I'm walking around New York City right now with an open heart. I am like really not trying to like find a, someone to fall in love with or anything, but I'm like being really, I'm like very present. I feel really good. I'm really happy to be here. I'm happy to like throw out compliments to people or whatever. Um, so everyone can be themselves. If people want to cry in front of me, that's fine. I'm not going to necessarily be attracted to them if they're weeping. Really? Under any circumstance? No, not under any circumstance. Obviously I want people to be themselves, but I just, I just have date. I've just been with, I've just, I just, it's, you know, you go on the online things. Are you on Someone looks, yeah, I, they took my Tinder. Someone snapped, screenshot my Tinder and then posted it on something. And now I'm like getting my Twitter followers like tweeting it at me. And so now I'm off of that. I don't want them to think they can have sex with me, any of them. Yeah. So I don't, it's like, I just want, I want anonymity and I can't have it right now. Yeah. You can't be on TV and be on Tinder. I don't think you can't. It's just too, it's gross. I don't want people to know they can find me whenever they want. I don't want people to know it's not a normal job. I feel like you're someone who probably doesn't go out on a lot of actual dates. Am I wrong? (laughs) That's really disrespectful on the truth. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That is spot on. Well, I kind of just, when I want what I want, I want it and I try to get it. What does that mean? Um, I don't know. I'm just very clear. I'm very. So you're not like coy. You're just kind of like. There's no coyness. Hey, I'm into you. You yeah. don't even say that probably. Well, I say it in like funnier ways. I guess I could just let you answer the question. No, it's like, I mean, sometimes, I mean, I just don't, I don't, I, I, I'm, I've always been really honest and I don't, the game playing thing is just not of interest to me. I think that's very dishonest. I don't want to be tricked into liking someone. I don't want someone to be tricked into liking me. If you're not my type, I'm... How, I, would, then, how would you trick someone if I'm not, liking you? Well, the whole, like, negging thing. I've been thinking about that a lot. Uh-huh. Um, that thing that guys will do from the game. I'm like, why are you... It's like the whole... That whole process, that thought process means that what you're doing is you're finding a woman who is not into you and you're trying to trick her into being into you, which is like, why don't you just be a man women want to fuck or, like find women that want to fuck you rather than tricking it's just so gross it's just not like why aren't we all just like being honest with each other and telling each other what we want but those all those guys that 
cry in front of you being honest and you're not and you're telling they're me not fuck. not a lot of guys crying for, i mean it's like i'm thinking about like i'm not like you know my ex-boyfriend if he cried it wasn't i wasn't upset you know i, was, I would be hurt by it i would feel upset for him um but i just can't i guess i just i don't know i'm just looking wow for something different now i guess i think you should specifically look for guys who cry a lot I mean, it depends on what type of tears. <laughs> what? Uh, so but I'm not really looking for anything. So. Are you looking for a place to live? I'm not even worried about it right now because I'll go out and I'll do my sets, have such a good time on stage, hang out with comics. I mean, it's like our, the people we hang out with are the most fucking brilliant, amazing. It's just we're so lucky that this is our job. This is yeah, crazy. That's good. That's a good attitude to have. Um, yeah, we'll see like when that goes away yeah. again. In three years, let's talk. And uh, Okay. No, I'm joking. Give me my, my, uh, I don't know. It's just like a different, I just, it's not even just stand up though. It's like my life, like my, my mindset. My mother very recently apologized to me for some shit that happened in my childhood. And just, I just feel really released and free and really good. That's good. So I don't have to be like guarded and shitty. And I mean, I can still be mean to you, but you but know, yeah, it's coming from a loving place. Clearly you've, that is not, <laughs> that has not changed. <laughs> you're still, I'm so good at it. You're I very, still it. very comfortable doing that, <laughs> hurting me and. Making me feel like shit and the da, 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 da. <laughs> it's so easy. So, are you paying rent at Metzger's place? Or no, I'm still paying rent at my place in LA. In LA, so that is hopefully getting subletted on the first, and then, so I come home from these spots, and then I'm like, I'll go to bed. It's three, and then it's Kurt's there, and we're just we'll just sit up and we'll just we'll cr we'll laugh until we like cry. It's just so fun, and we write all the bits. It's like we end up with bits in the really? morning. Yeah, we just it's Kurt and I really have a like. It's almost like family type thing. We just really get along really well. Him and his, with his girlfriend as well, Karen. Yeah, she's nice. Yeah, she's a, she's brilliant. And there's another guy who lives there, right? The guy Steve, from the, from yeah, the who he kind of keeps to himself. Do you, um, I'm just curious, like what kind of, where you would live, where would you live if you can, if you're looking for a place? I, I used to live in Brooklyn and I liked living in Brooklyn, but now that I'm performing more in the clubs uptown, I don't necessarily want those Uber rides. Uh-huh. But I don't know. I, I have no clue. I'm just... Do you want a roommate? Oh, you already have kind of a roommate. Yeah, I would have a roommate. I don't mind. Didn't you have a disaster roommate? I saw some clip that you said. I, that I'm being like... That uh, I had what? Byron Allen. Hey, I heard you know, like, <laughs> roommates. But there was something you said about a roommate. You had a terrible roommate. But oh, that asked it. why my door was locked? Why I locked my bedroom door? Why don't you just tell that story? Well, that was just... I was living with... I'll say oh, who that it was. Is, yeah, that was Mike Racine. I was living with Mike Racine, yeah, I, yeah, and the second day, do you know him? He's really funny. I He's think cool. I do know him. He's yeah. a real psycho, though. But so he he goes, "Hey Annie, why do you lock your bedroom door at night?" And I was like, "Well, that's I mean, that's why you're just jiggling my handle, psycho." <laughs> like he just checked my. Yeah, that's funny. It's crazy. Yeah, that's kind of revealing. That was like an old the bit, reason yeah. why. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, wow. That's from years ago. I'm trying to think, like, what you. So what do you, so do you write, write? Do you like write out your shit? Or do um, I don't, but I would like to start doing that. I, I know, feel I, really, I've been saying that for years now. I just feel really like kind of on fire. I write, I write little notes in my thing and then I just try to do something new every night. Well, yeah. Cause I, I just, if there's, cause I'll just get stuck in the set. Like I'm so happy with the new stuff I have, but if I don't keep moving, I'm just going to do the same thing I did with. I feel the same way. Cause I, I, sometimes I go, why am I going there and doing that set that I did last night without trying one new thing yeah and, and i don't always I just can't a tag say, even just man, anything i can't say i always follow my own advice because yeah last you night get, i didn't you some, forget you don't or really also do. sometimes you just i think i get like afraid of not killing and you're like you just get afraid of like try something yeah. new it, it is a risk and uh, yeah uh, i just don't care if i like i know that i'm like confident i know that they're gonna laugh at my opener and my closer yeah. So if they want to fucking trail off in the middle, that's fine. I'll get them back. That's pretty fucking confident. And if I don't, I don't care. I know I'm funny. Do you do, do you know colleges? What I mean? Colleges are weird. Yeah, I do colleges. Colleges are awkward. Do you get a lot of them? Um, not enough. I think I should have gotten way more from from the girl code thing, but I just did one recently, and it's just it's really hard because they may as well be seven. And I was very young. I lost my virginity when I was fourteen. I was like a juvenile delinquent. I lived like a really adult, crazy life as a kid. But I look at, so I always like would think that, you know, 18 to 21 is 
old. Yeah. <laughs> Looking at the, I mean, they may as well be seven years old. Yeah, when I do a college, it's like, oh my God. They're I, so little. It, like you said, it might as well be kindergartners. Yeah. I don't mean that in an insulting way. No, sometimes exactly, you get yeah. them and they're, they're hip and they get up, and there other times they're like, we don't know what you're talking about. Right, but also 18, the difference between an 18 year old and a 21 year old is huge too, because that experience of going to college really, going to college really expands your, your, uh, I don't know, ability to fucking understand what's happening in the world. Maybe, but I don't know. I don't know what's happening with this generation. Did you finish college? I did. I, my college went out of business. So what <laughs> happened was I went to the College of Santa Fe in New Mexico and it was a small liberal arts school. I was going to be either an artist or a special ed teacher. And so I liked their teaching program and I liked their art program. So I went there, um, partied. My mom wrote all my papers. I ended up being a psych major and counseling psychology and then I got all these incompletes because I would just go to the teachers and I would just be like I'm depressed or whatever I can't get things done and they were nice and they understood mental yeah, if a psychology professor can't understand I'm depressed yeah so they were very cool so they gave me all these incompletes so then I moved to New York with all these incompletes and uh and then I get it I was I just quit drinking I was maybe like uh, under a month sober going to meetings and uh I get a Facebook message from one of my old art teachers, my art professor, and she's like, hey, the school is going out of business in two weeks, so you have two weeks to finish all the, I just got a list of who has incompletes and you have all these incompletes. So Susan York, shout out, shout out. She's the best, she's an amazing artist. But she, um, so she told me that, so then I had to fly to Santa Fe twice, I think twice, yeah, to, I had to relearn statistics, like I had to do so much stuff. But in two weeks? Yeah, I only weeks. had two weeks. I had to write all these papers for all these incompletes. So I just had to do like almost, it felt like an entire college career in one. That's crazy. And my mom had previously written all my papers since fifth grade. And so, but then she was like, I refuse to write these. And I was like, all right. Did, so did you get? I got my degree and then the college went out of business right afterwards. And then another college came in and then that went out of business. What did you get? You got your degree in psychology? In counseling psychology. I knew I wasn't going to use it. I was already wanted to do Was your mom going to uh, see your patients for you as well? I mean, maybe. <laughs> He's like, hold on, I gotta call my, I gotta call my mom about that problem here. I mean, well, my school, I was very uneducated. I like, I, I believe I'm a smart person, but I'm not. I don't know much about stuff because I went to a juvenile delinquent high school where they had pillows instead of chairs. We had a movie class. Uh huh. Movie class. You're, I mean, this is insanity. We thought it was so cool, and now none of us can read, and everyone's dead or in prison. It's crazy. I'm like a survivor of that school. So is that degree worthless because they went out of business or is it just... I don't know. I always tell I people whenever it, I bring it up, matter. whenever I bring it up, I always tell people they should just lie and say they went there because I don't think that they can check. <laughs> so it's like, congratulations, <laughs> graduates. What's the college center for? I'd love for you to look it up, but it's they went out of business. Yeah, sorry. You'll never that know. That doesn't mean they were bad. There's lots of good but places. Yeah, I wanted to graduate. My parents kind of released me of any... They, were, they always said, you know, we don't care if you graduate. It's not a big deal. But I always wanted to graduate. I would have felt like a loser if you I didn't. Do you have uh, siblings? I, know, I do. I have a twin brother and an older brother. Do you really? Mm-hmm. You, you get on with them? Yeah, I do. Um, my twin brother, I don't talk to as much as I'd like, but I talk to his, I FaceTime with his four-year-old daughter. He has a four-month-old too now with his, with my niece every day and his wife. Cool. Yeah, it's the best. So you don't have that twin bond? Um, I mean, it's there. If, like, I don't know. He just, I was... A nightmare. I was a drunk and I was right. crazy, and he like he didn't. I wasn't allowed to give a speech at his wedding, stuff like that, which kind of sucked. That would have been a killer speech. Man. I would have crushed. And then my older brother did a stupid speech, and he got like my laughs. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I was watching that like I would have fucking smashed this. I like that you feel entitled to those laughs. I really did. Those I was like, those are mine. Would have been uh, better suited to me. But I, I was six fun. months into comedy, and I was six months out of drinking, so I think I would have been good. Yeah, and also wedding. Such, I mean, I would never do that at a wedding. And you're my twin brother. Oh, I love talking at weddings. Do you really? I love being. I love. I love going to weddings. I love telling people's parents how great their kids are and stuff like that. I like. I don't know. That's nice. Yeah, it's positive. Yeah, I like to tell people nice things that I, if I mean them, I would never lie to someone unless I had to. <laughs> what? Uh, I'm trying to think of this. Has there been like a girl code tour? That seems no. Like, why don't they do that? I think they did one before, but Girl Code, you know, it's like was like fifth season. I don't. I think it's just kind of really. A wrap. I'm out of the loop. You yeah, get a, a message. I am. This is fucked up. So my one of my one of my friends from high school, from my juvenile delinquent high school, 
um, such a crazy story. She, uh, she was, I don't even know how to start this story. She, okay, so she was one of my best friends freshman year of this high school. Uh-huh. And then she, sophomore year, she was a fucking badass. Like, she was really tough. And when I became friends with her, I remember how I became friends with her. I went up to her and asked her if she bleached her mustache. I was like, do you bleach your mustache? I bleach mine. And she was like, I can't believe you just had the balls to say that to me. So she, like, took me in. Right. And she was just this, like, super punk and goth kind of looking chick but super hot everyone was really into her super rich her dad was a brain surgeon yeah and she uh we hung out like that summer afterwards we had another friend who had slept with both of our boyfriends so we bonded over hating her and then she didn't show up for the first day of school and i was all upset and i found out that she got taken away to a school for badder like a badder kid school where they kidnap you in the middle of the night and they like handcuff you and they take you to an outward bound program and then it's uh-huh. all therapy and stuff it costs more than harvard yeah it's really expensive so we ended up she ended up going there and i sort of kept in contact with her then she escaped from it it was like really crazy and then the next time i saw her she had completely changed her look she was barely recognizable she had like brown hair like she just didn't she just looked like a normal almost like a russian bride or something uh-huh. and uh i hung out with her this was when i was like 15 maybe and she was maybe 17 we hung out at this pool hall with these Russian dudes and it just was really weird. I just thought like I, I definitely got myself into situations where I was like hanging out with gang members and stuff, but there was something about these Russian dudes that was too much and uh, I just didn't feel comfortable with them. So I didn't hang out with her, but she had told me she was learning Russian and she didn't want me to tell she was getting tutored secretly because she wanted them to think she was Russian. I was like, that's so weird. Lost track of her. Couldn't find her for seven years. Found her mugshot online. Um, she was a drug queen pin, so she was on the run for seven years, and she ended up getting killed. She got shot in the back of the oh, head. God. Yeah, it sucks. I'm sorry. I know it sucks, but I just ran into this guy that also knew, that also knew her. He's just a friend from a coffee shop. Yeah. And we just made this connection today, and so we've just been talking about. It. He told me, he's a writer, so he knows all these other. I just like he told me some details that are so rough. They're Damn. so sad. Let's not get into that. I know, but it just was like. No, that's fresh on your mind. I get it. Yeah, he just messaged me just now. Um, but it's crazy. I mean, she was, but whatever. She fucking did it. <laughs> she kind of did it. But it's yeah, it's sad. Well, I don't usually end on a sad note. So what? Uh... <laughs> but pretty much all my friends from high school are dead. So is that true? Yeah. Oh my. A God. lot of them are dead. Like the guy who lost my virginity too. He's in prison. Someone told me recently he died, but I just feel like my like hymen would. You know what I mean? Like I feel like something in me would know. Yeah. I feel like he's still alive. But I don't know. I've searched for his mugshot all the time. And then, yeah, just there's one guy that was busted for so much. He had so much, so many drugs that he, his mom and his like friend got out on like each a million dollars, three million dollars. And then they said he's dead. But I think he's just I don't know if he's dead or he's faking his death or something. It's crazy. Yeah. So I'm a like survivor. You are. You, <laughs> yeah. Man, you've had it. Uh... Just trying to figure out uh, what to how do. to end. Yeah, I mean it's hard to talk about something positive. Hey, sorry about your friends. Uh, what's what do you got coming up? It's okay. Up? Yeah, but what do I have? Of, that's the type of thing you would enjoy, though. That I would. That yeah, I would of do course. Probably right. Yeah, it's funny. No, it's all good. It's like I don't know. I had hap- I you know I had fun. Let's open up your calendar and let's tell people. All right, where let you're me going. open up my actual calendar. Well, you can see me all the time at the stand. The stand here in New York. I love it there. Then where am I? I am in New Orleans. Where in New Orleans? I'm gonna be at the Hell Yeah Fest. Okay, that's on the fun. 13th. I'm doing, and that's a girl code thing. It's with uh, Carly Acuillo and um, Jamie Lee. That's on the 13th, and then Carly and I are going early. We're gonna have so much fun. And then I'm at um, Stand Up Scottsdale the 27th of October through the 29th, and then. I have something in Wilmington, North Carolina. Oh, the Seven. the uh, crow. Yeah, is that what you're? Are you doing that too? I've done it. What is it? The uh, it's the, on the it's on October seventh and eighth. It's called Dead Crow. Dead Crow. I think. Yeah, so, that's a fun place. Yeah, that'll be fun. I love doing festivals. Festivals are like summer camp for us. Have you ever hung out with Burt Kreischer? Yeah, I haven't. I actually ran into him for the first time in a long time in uh, in in Montreal. He's the best. Um, hang ever at a festival. Really? He is number one. I feel like he's he might be too much for me. 
He is so well. I don't drink. I just hang out with him. He just has crazy stories. Yeah, he's very he's upbeat awesome. guy. He's very nice and he's very, positive. Yeah. He's fun. He loves his family. He parties hard. He laughs hard. Yeah, he does. He's great. The um, all right. Well, Annie Letter Annie dot com. Well, yeah, Annie Letterman dot com. A l a n n i e l e d e r man. I'm on Instagram and. Snapchat yeah. and Twitter. Why don't you? Uh, you got to put those dates on your site. I will. I thought they were going on, honestly, but it must. I just. It's probably like one button I have to push. <laughs> but. Well, well, thanks for being here. Right. And I hope Thank you, you for did having you enjoy me, man. This? I had a great time. Seriously? Yeah, I did. Okay. It was awesome. Thanks for being here, people at home. Thanks for being here. Uh, another solid Todd Berry podcast. <laughs> See you next time. Feral Audio. This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing the new spicy Cajun chicken sub. Cajun seasoned grilled chicken breast, zesty cherry peppers, and house-made Cajun mayo. Just $5.55 for a medium. Remember, a portion of every sub you buy helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Limited time only, plus tax. Participating locations. Firehouse Subs would donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase.